Hey everyone, welcome to Scribe Book School, where you're gonna learn everything you need to know about how to write, publish, and market your book. For those authors who can get a traditionally published deal, they still need to write what's called a book proposal before they can take their book to a traditional publisher and try for a deal. So if you're thinking about writing a book proposal, stick around. We're going to give you actual proposals that have sold for six to seven figures and we're going to link to a template that you can use for your proposal. Book proposals are a very unusual form of writing. It's unlike anything else you'll ever do in your life. They are counterintuitive, they are illogical, and they are, quite honestly, a pain in the ass. And we know this because we've written more than 20 book proposals that have sold to publishers at prices ranging from $150,000 on the low end to $2 million on the high end. And this video is gonna walk you through exactly how to write your own proposal if it makes sense for you. So let's start by defining what is a book proposal. Now, let me be very clear about this. Most authors should skip traditional publishing and self-publish instead. Now, this is for many reasons, but some of the big ones are with traditional publishing, it's nearly impossible for most authors to get a book deal. Even if you get one, you will not own the rights to your book. You won't have creative control over your book. It will take forever to publish, years, and you can't market it in ways that benefit you. All that being said, there are some authors who can and should still get big deals from a traditional publisher. We even work with some of those authors here at Scribe. Authors like Todd Herman, Joey Coleman, Steve Sims. For those authors who can get a traditionally published deal, they still need to write what's called a book proposal before they can take their book to a traditional publisher and try for a deal. So let's start by defining what is a book proposal. Just think of a book proposal as a business plan for your book. It has one purpose to convince a traditional publisher to give you money to write the book. That's it. When you self-publish, you don't need to write a book proposal. If you wanna work with a traditional publisher, you are in effect asking them to invest money into your book, and a book proposal is the document that convinces them to do that. Now, if you write a great proposal, one that convinces the publisher that your book idea, your content, and your marketing plan have a serious chance of huge commercial success, then the publisher will make a monetary offer to you as an advance against royalties. And then they'll buy the rights to publish the book and own the book and profits as well. If you want a deeper explanation of the differences between traditional and self-publishing, check out this video. So next, why do publishers even want book proposals? One of the most common questions we get from new authors is something along the lines of, can I just write the book first? Don't they just wanna see the book? Which is a logical question. In theory, it would make sense to do that. But in practice, it doesn't work like that. Submitting an already written nonfiction book as a proposal is a great way to almost guarantee you will not get a book deal. That is absolutely how the publishing system works. So don't try to use reason or logic to argue that it would be better a different way. Logic doesn't matter in this equation when you're talking about how people actually do things. Though in this case, there is a logic to it. Most people just can't see it from the outside. So why is it this way? Well. If you understand these two things, the book proposal format actually makes perfect sense. Number one, 
It reduces the publisher's risk by showing you will sell copies. This is the number one thing that all traditional publishers want to see in a proposal. They want to see proof that you have a clear and definitive plan to move a ton of copies of your book. So don't fall victim to thinking that publishers can sell your books. They can't. For real, traditional publishers are horrible at selling books. And I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. Traditional publishers are really good at selling books to bookstores, not to readers. They want a proposal because they want to know that you can do the job that they can't. And the second reason is that you're signaling that you understand traditional publishing in media. The irrationality of a book proposal is actually a feature, not a bug. You see, by having such an unusual process, one that requires you to understand all these intricate, unspoken rules of this irrational system, it actually acts as a filtering mechanism. Traditional publishers can look at a proposal and they will know in an instant if the right format was followed. And if it's not, they know they can probably disregard the proposal because the author doesn't have the right social connections to have someone in the know teach them the right way to submit it. So in effect, if the author can't figure out their process and their logic, they aren't the right person to work with a traditional publisher. Now notice, what isn't in either of those two things I just mentioned? The quality of the book idea. Now I'm not saying your book idea doesn't matter. In, in fact, at some houses, book ideas still matter a lot. And at others, not so much. The thing that does matter to all editors at traditional houses is sales. They are under intense pressure to produce results, which for them is book sales. And that means they need to know that you and your book can sell copies so that they don't lose their jobs. The point of a book proposal is to show them that you can sell copies and show them that you understand how traditional book publishing processes work. It proves that you are a safe author for them to publish. Like I said, there is a logic to it. It's just not a logic that's apparent at first glance. Now, every proposal has to have a standard set of sections, and then there are some that are optional. So I'll start with the must-haves, and then I'll explain some of the optional sections. Here are the must-haves. Number one, an overview. For most acquisition editors, this is a very important part of the proposal. This is the section where you lay out the basic idea of the book and discuss why people will want to buy it. The biggest mistake that authors make in this section is talking a lot about the book idea, why they want to write it, or why they think people should want to read it. Again, it seems like the logical thing to do, but it's not the right approach. The overview should only focus on the content of the book enough so that the editor understands what the book will say. If you wanna talk about the content a lot, that's fine, but you must talk about it only in relation to the needs, problems, and desires of your audience. In short, the editor does not care about your idea. They don't even care about your book. They only care about you, your idea, or your book in relation to the problem it solves for readers and thus its commercial potential. In effect, your book needs to answer the questions in the editor's mind, which are, why will anyone care about this book? What need does it fulfill? What problem does it solve? And ultimately, why will people want to buy it? 
So in effect, think of the overview as a sales letter. You are selling the editor on the idea that there are a lot of people who have an urgent problem that your book will solve and they will see your book as the solution to that problem. So the next must have is about the author. Now, the mistake authors make here is bragging or talking about themselves too much. Again, it seems natural to talk about yourself in the about the author section, but again, that is wrong. Everything you say about yourself should be framed from the perspective of why you're the perfect person to write this book for your audience. So yeah, you will talk about yourself, but only in the context of the book. You can probably skip over the things that you've done in your life that have nothing to do with the book, unless they're super impressive, like winning an Olympic gold medal. Again, this is not a place to brag or carry on needlessly about yourself. That sends a negative signal to the editor that you aren't spending enough time worrying about the reader and their needs. Third must have is a marketing plan. This is it. This is the section that makes or breaks almost all book proposals. I'll explain the dirty little secret about why this section that didn't used to be very important as recently as 30 or 40 years ago has become so utterly crucial to book proposals. Traditional publishing companies do not know how to sell books to readers. They don't. And they now rely on the author to do that crucial task. This is why the marketing plan is so important. The problem is that traditional publishing companies spent 100 years with one customer, bookstores. But the world changed and they didn't change with it. So no traditional publisher with a few notable exceptions like Hay House and Roald Dale and a few others, none of them have any ability to sell directly to readers. They don't have meaningful email lists. They don't have engaged social followings. They don't have a set group of people waiting to buy their books. And because of this, the editors work at traditional publishing houses are in a really tough spot. They have to rely on the author to have an audience who's waiting to buy their book. So you see, the editor is putting their reputation and their job at stake every time they make an offer to an author. If they sign a lot of authors whose books sell well, they will be respected, they will secure their job and potentially get a promotion. But if they don't, they won't. They actually risk losing their job. So before the internet and Amazon, editors used to be able to invest smaller amounts of money in a lot of authors, and they could see who could develop an audience organically. And that's because there was little competition in book publishing, so it was easy to make money. But once anyone could self-publish, and everyone had access to every book ever published, the game changed. Traditional publishers saw most of their easy profits get siphoned away, and they were forced to scale down their publishing and focus only on the big hit books. So what this means for you is one thing. Your book proposal must convince the editor and the publisher that you have tens of thousands of people waiting to buy your book. And many authors make the mistake of trying to argue that the potential market for the book is huge, right? It's like on Shark Tank where they say, if we can only capture 1% of the market, that may even be true, but that's not how editors look at it. Without an established platform, without a confirmed set of potential customers ready to buy your book, the risk for a traditional publisher is still usually too high. 
And I'm not making this up. Book agent Bird Levell said this. He's he's repped several number one New York Times bestselling authors who sold tens of millions of books. He said, publishers aren't buying anything that doesn't come with a built-in audience that is waiting to buy it. They don't take risks anymore. They don't gamble on authors. They only want sure things. I won't even take an author out unless they have an audience that can guarantee 20,000 pre-sales to them. This is why book deals usually only go to a select group of people. Famous people like celebrities or athletes or musicians, well-known business people and CEOs and politicians, sometimes. People with built-in audiences waiting to buy their book. And finally, topical books that hit on a specific subject at a specific moment in time, like books about Trump during his presidency. So what exactly should you put in the marketing section? Here's what the editor is looking for and what you'll see in the examples we provide later on. First, all the metrics about your audience. How big is your email list? How many social media followers do you have? How big is your YouTube channel? What other forms of owned media do you have, etc.? Second, your earned media presence. Where do you write or get regular coverage? How does this interact with the book? What is your plan to use the traditional media? Third, Public appearances and speaking, including your upcoming speaking schedule, how many copies you plan to sell through speaking or appearances, anything like that. Fourth, organizations and memberships that you belong to and how they intend to help. Fifth, your network and how you plan to use it. Who are you friends with? How have they committed to help you? What organizations are backing you? What are they going to do with the book? Etc. And finally, this one's optional, but it's huge. If you have published a book in the past and it sold well, put those numbers here. If you had a book that didn't sell well, then explain why it didn't. The fourth must-have section is chapter description slash outline. This is pretty simple. You want to create a table of contents for your book with a quick description of what will be in each chapter. Now, the important thing here is that you can show how your book idea flows from beginning to end. The big mistake most authors make here is taking a deep dive into an explanation about what's in each chapter. Don't do that. Remember, this is not an informational document. It is a sales document. So you want each chapter description to be interesting and engaging on its own. This is not the table of contents that will go in your book. The chapter description should be fun to read, full of open loops, engaging questions, interesting tidbits, and assertions. The fifth must-have is a sample chapter. This is a pretty important part of most book proposals, but the importance varies depending on the house you're talking to. The better your marketing plan, the less this matters. Now, that being said, always give yourself the best shot by writing up the most engaging chapter the one that you think the editor and readers will be most interested in. Put that in here. All right, let's go over some of the optionals. First one is media links. Media links are a list of any significant media hits that you've received. Don't include lesser hits like blog posts or unknown publications. That can actually work against you by making your platform look unimpressive. So only include the significant ones. The next is comparable titles. Not all editors consider this optional, but we've sold many deals without this section. This is a section that can help a lot if your book has an unusual angle or different positioning. Editors are respectfully 
like sheep, they all want to follow a leader. So if your book isn't falling into an obvious positioning slot, then give them a bunch of examples of books just like it that have done really well commercially. Another optional one is advanced praise or influencer quotes. Now, only use this if you have some really good quotes here. This section is great if you're one of those people who have a ton of famous and noteworthy friends ready to go to bat for you, but no one in the general public knows who you are. Otherwise, you can skip this. Another optional one is target audiences. So the best way to talk about target audiences is in the narrative of the overview or in your marketing plan. But we see a lot of book proposals with this in there. I don't think it matters, but obviously some agents do. So put it in if you want, but we've never used it. All right, so let's get into examples of successful book proposals. So if you look on the internet, you will have a very hard time finding actual book proposals. I don't know why people won't post these, but it gets back to what we were saying earlier about elitism in publishing. So below are some examples of real book proposals that have actually sold to publishers. And as you'll see, not all of them are the same, and some of them even violate the rules that I just gave you. But like I said, this is a fluid thing with many unwritten rules. And in spaces like that, sometimes you can break those rules. So one of the proposals we link to below is by author Steve Sims for the book Blue Fishing, The Art of Making Things Happen. We helped Steve write this proposal and he got a low six-figure advance for it from an imprint of Simon & Schuster. There's also a seven-figure proposal called Mate, which was written by Tucker Max and Jeffrey Miller. Now, Tucker wrote this proposal with Niels Parker, and it sold for a low seven figures to Little Brown. And this book started off being called Mate, Become the Man Women Want, and the publisher changed the name to What Women Want for the paperback. And as I mentioned, go in the description below for a template. We've gone the extra mile and given you a template that you can use for your book proposal, it's a very basic template because most of the value in a book proposal comes in the copywriting and sales of the actual proposal. But if you want to get the scribe book proposal template, click the description below and you'll find the link there. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. We hope you got a lot out of it. If you found this episode valuable, then definitely check out our free online workshops at scribebookschool.com. During the workshop, we'll teach you our exact step-by-step -step process for how to write, publish, and market your book. It's totally free, and you can watch it right from the comfort of your home. Again, you can sign up at scribebookschool.com. And beyond that, you can support the podcast by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay tuned because we have a lot of good stuff coming on Scribe Book School. Mm -hmm.